This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners. Uh, Thanks for joining us today. A great conversation with Father Kyle Metzger about uh, Catholic schools in the Diocese of Fargo, Shanley High School, the Know Your Faith competition, and, of course, uh, vocations as well. Uh, joining us on the on the line now are Todd Graff and Camille uh, Withrow, I think. <laughs> Sometimes yep. I'm not great with last names. So um, thanks for joining us this morning, uh, Todd and Camille. Um, why don't the two of you tell us about yourselves? Well, good morning. Uh, great to be on the show. I've been on a couple different times to chat about RCIA, so it's great to be back. Uh, I work for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, and... Uh, I have for 31 years now, so uh, I have been here a while. Uh, my wife and I live here in Winona. We have six yeah. kids, and I work in the areas of lay formation and RCIA for the diocese. Awesome. And I'm Camille. Um, I haven't been here as long as Todd, but I've been at the diocese for eight years. I work with Todd in lay formation and RCIA, and I also work with Catholic schools. I've been married for nine years, and I have three kiddos and one more on the way in June. Awesome. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, Todd, we'll start with you. Uh, can you explain to our listeners what RCIA is? Sure. Um, you know, I, I want to do that first by telling you the, uh, the first sentence description in the RCIA text, because I think it's really a beautiful description, and it's just one sentence, so if people bear with me. The rite of Christian initiation is designed for adults who, after hearing the mystery of Christ proclaimed, consciously and freely seek the living God and enter the way of faith and conversion as the Holy Spirit opens their hearts. So I, I think that's such a beautiful um, very first sentence description of what this process is. Now it's followed by hundreds of pages, so um, lots to learn after that. But first of all, that, that people hear Christ proclaim, and then as an act of faith, they freely seek to get to know this living God and to enter the way of faith uh, through the Church. So RCIA is basically the way people come into the Church. Sometimes, and, and the primary way RCIA is designed is for those who are not baptized, those who have never um, become children of God through baptism, and so there's a process that they follow. But uh, we also often think of RCIA in terms of those who are baptized in other Christian denominations and uh, who come into the Catholic Church as well. So it's really a process, a spiritual process, a catechetical process, a pastoral process, for bringing people into the life and into membership of the church. Absolutely, and uh, <clears throat> we might have uh, some people might have seen the the news story uh, a month or two ago with the bishops approving the name change, right, uh, to OCIA yes. instead of yes. RCIA. But it's still basically the same thing, right? The same. Process. Yeah, right. And you know, people are confused. It's a little uh, intimidating anytime we use initials for something, right? Right. Um, so it's easier maybe just to describe for people. Sometimes we just call it the catechumen, even that seems like a big kind of scary word. Um, but the change from right to order is is basically within the Church we have orders of people. We have uh, those of us who are fully initiated. In a sense, we are 
and order within the life of the Church. But it's also important in the sense of when people come into that first stage of RCIA, which we call through the rite of acceptance into the catechumenate process, they become part of the life of the Church. Even though they haven't been baptized, even though they haven't become initiated into the Church, they're considered a part of the Church, and they're considered an order within uh, the Church. So there's a, a way of kind of identifying the, the, the people who are coming through this. It's not just a rite, it's a, it's a way of belonging, even from the beginning as they start mm. this process. So, Well, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, and what uh, what are some of the blessings you've seen as director of RCIA for the diocese? Well, many, many, uh, for sure. And uh, working with my uh, colleague, Camille, has been one of the great blessings. She and I have done this work together, and she just is a real woman of great faith, so it's been a privilege to work with her. But also, we have so many wonderful uh, people who work in RCIA across our diocese, you know, our pastors and our parish staff for sure, but lots of volunteers who, who really kind of walk this journey with people coming into the Church, and they do it with such care and such faith and such pastoral um, kind of wisdom, and, and so it's an incredible blessing to work with them. And then finally, when, when you see people come into the Church, it's just, I mean, what can be better than that, to see them come into the body of Christ and to be part of this experience of, of living the faith and being literally members of Christ's body. And so it's an incredible privilege and blessing for me to be a part of that throughout our diocese, both in terms of seeing the people who are in this process and seeing those who minister to them. Fantastic. If you're just tuning in, uh, Todd Graff and Camille Withrow on us, uh, with us on the phone um, talking about uh, the uh, RCIA and uh, lay formation here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Um, and now we've been talking a lot to Todd uh, in, the, in the first half of this segment. Uh, let's go back to Camille. Uh, Camille, can you share with us a little bit about your journey into the Catholic Church? Yes, I'd, I'd love you love to. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, so I am very passionate about RCIA because I went through the process about uh, 11 years ago hmm. and found that it just truly changed my life. Um, growing up, I had very little experience of faith. I didn't have many people around me that were practicing. Um, I feel very fortunate because I always believed that there was a God, but... I didn't know what that looked like or what that meant for my life. So I was always seeking, but didn't really know where to go to find answers. Um, when I turned 15, I started going to confirmation classes with my friend in high school, and I was baptized into the Episcopal faith. Um, mm. Not long after that, I didn't have much of a um, connection to the church, to the community, and then some just difficult times in life happened, and I found myself turning away from God rather than drawing closer to Him. Mm. Um, when I was 22 years old, I started going to Mass at a local Catholic church with my mom and my stepdad, Tom, and from there, I... I learned that I had a lot of questions. Um, so my first questions were really from going to Mass. Why are people kneeling? Why is everybody saying the same thing at the same time? <laughs> uh, 
And I picked up a parish bulletin a couple weeks after my first time attending Mass, and it said, do you want to know why Catholics do what they do? And I said, yes. And um, <laughs> That's me. <laughs> exactly. Fit perfectly. So um, it said to join us for our RCIA class, and I started going, and that was really the next step of, of my journey to, to the Catholic faith. Really cool. Really cool. Uh, and what a blessing that you're able to now... Uh, be in a role where you're able to to share that experience with others, right? And help plan that yes. throughout the diocese. Mm-hmm. Very privileged. All right. Uh, well, um, before we head into the break, I thought I would give uh, Todd a chance to talk a little bit about uh, the, the other programs that you're responsible for because you're not only the director of RCIA for the diocese, but also for lay formation, right? That's correct. Uh Thank you very much. It, uh, uh, before I worked in RCIA, actually, uh, I from the beginning uh, in the diocese, I have worked in uh, lay formation, and we have a three-year lay formation program. And um, we've had, this is our seventh class, uh, had over 300 people go through it. Uh, our wow. deacon candidates initially begin there, and... Uh, it's it's incredible, you know. We we learn about the church in in all its dimensions. It's catechetical, it's pastoral, it's ministerial, evangelization, and it's to be with these people over three years to see them grow in the faith, to pray together, to learn together. Um, it's just phenomenal, and and uh, I I say quite uh, convictedly that it's. It's an incredible blessing for me to be able to... You know what's interesting, too, is RCA, you see people at the beginning of the journey. Lay formation, I see people who have been on the journey and want to grow more deeply into their faith. And and both of those stages are just uh, truly good. So they they kind of balance each other, parallel each other a little bit. And um, the other thing that we do, uh, Camille and I and some colleagues here, is we have our ministry days where we gather people from across the diocese, our lay and clergy alike, and, and um, pray together, celebrate the, uh, the Eucharist together, and then learn together. And so that's another aspect of the faith, working with people who are involved in the ministry of the Church. So altogether, it's, uh, it's the best job in the world, and I, I have been incredibly blessed to, to do all those things. Absolutely. That, that has to be such a cool experience, like you said, to be involved at the at the start of the faith journey, but then also at the, you know, at kind of the maybe the midpoint of the faith yeah, journey exactly. when it's ready to to go out and uh, and be disciples out in the world. Well, Amen, uh, yeah. thank you so much uh, for tuning in this morning, Real Presence Live listeners. Todd Graff and Camille Withrow on the, the phone with us uh, from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Well, a different part of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. You guys are probably in Winona. Right now, yep. <laughs> and yep. I'm in Rochester, so there we go. We got we got both of them covered there. Um, <laughs> stick with us uh, through the break. Camille is going to tell us a little bit more about her faith journey when we come back. Stay tuned. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. 
Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. Are all sins forgivable, even suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus said that there's only one unforgivable sin, the sin against the Holy Spirit. Basically, that means dying without repenting. But how can someone who dies suddenly, such as by suicide, have a chance to repent of any sins? Jesus tells St. Faustina that he comes to the soul at death and gives them three opportunities to repent. Regarding suicide, Catechism 2283 says, By ways known to him alone, God offers them the opportunity for repentance. In essence, the only unforgivable sin is not accepting the mercy of God. So to learn how to help your loved ones do just that, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Hi, this is Mark Holcraft. And this is Dr. Joseph Holcraft. You know, Mark, Jesus asks 307 questions in sacred scripture. He has asked 183, of which he only answers three. What's the business with all of this questioning going on in the Bible? Well, Joe, there's a lot there, and we'll be ready to take that on. Tune in to hear about these questions and more on Awaken, every second and fourth Wednesday at 7 a.m. Central, here on Real Presence Radio Network. And welcome back one last time, Real Presence Live listeners, Nick Medelsky at St. James Coffee in beautiful Rochester, Minnesota. Joining me from wonderful Winona, Minnesota, are uh, Todd Graff and Camille Withrow from the RCI program for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And before the break, we were talking a little bit, uh, kind of the, the teaser, as we call it in the biz, of uh, Camille's conversion story through RCIA. Um, so, uh, Camille... How did RCIA kind of impact uh, your journey to the faith? I know you gave us kind of the thumbnail sketch of the process, but uh, would you mind delving in a little bit deeper on that? Yes, for sure. Um, So before the break, I talked about really um, what got me into a Catholic church for the first time, Um, and then RCIA is really um, what has transformed my life since that point. Um, Growing up with little faith experience, I found that um, in seeking God and seeking faith, I really didn't know um, what questions to ask or what answers to be searching for. Um, From my first time in our little parish library on a Thursday night, um, it just gradually started opening my eyes to to what it meant to have a faith life. At first, it was just being in the presence of absolutely wonderful people. Our pastor was present. We had a wonderful RCIA team. And then, of course, people that were journeying through the RCIA process, as I was, too. Um, And that was something that really stood out to me and made me start to enjoy going and to want to keep coming back. And then after that, it was so much learning about... Um, who God was about the Christian faith and then later on the Catholic faith, but really what that meant for my spiritual journey. And in learning that, it 
helped me to learn, you know, who I wanted to be. As I was going through this process of just um, extreme growth and conversion, it helped me to be able to walk with other people and to figure out what that meant for my life and was just really life life changing um, and has had so many so many incredible ways that it's enriched my life since um, definitely makes me very passionate about what I do here at the diocese um, I'm very invested in in the work of RCI seeing the huge impact that it has on people and I like that phrase you mentioned um, walking with others um, and RCIA is more than just like classes it's more than like Earning a degree, earning a degree or a certificate or something like that, right? And a big part of that uh, journeying, right, is having someone to kind of, kind of hold your hand through the process and kind of help guide you um, into the church. Um, who helped you with that? Yes, um, very much so. It's, it's I had a wonderful people that helped me. Um, some of them were from the RCIA team, my family, um, my sponsor, who is now my husband, um, just a wonderful group of people. The one person that really stands out to me as being present with me through my RCIA journey in that um, that period of time was the RCIA coordinator at my parish, and that was Jennifer Garvey, who who really had a, a huge role in walking with me through that conversion process, through that journey. And uh, obviously you became Catholic, so obviously she's had that <laughs> impact on your life. But beyond kind of that, you know, uh, high-level sort of thing, uh, what other impacts has she had on your life? Sure. Um, Jennifer has, has impacted my life in, in so many ways. Um, through the RCIA process, she she would walk with me at, through every step. Um, she would not only check in to see how things were going, to see if I had any questions, to see if there were maybe stumbling blocks that may have come up as far as teachings of the Catholic faith, um, but she also cared about me and my personal life and what was going on. She, she truly cared about each person as a whole and wanted to journey with them through every point of their, their life. Um, there also was never any sort of, of pressure to become Catholic or expectation that mm. I would be Catholic at the end of the process, but she was really there and just invested in me as a person and wanted what was best for me, um, which certainly was coming into the, the Catholic faith. Um, she also she made a huge impact on my life just, just because of her Christian witness. Um, before Jennifer, I had a couple family members that were Catholic, and they were a great witness, but Jennifer was really the first person outside of that circle that showed me what it was to be a follower of Jesus. Hmm. Um, as a person, she was kind, she was generous, she was caring. Um, she gave you all of her time, all of her um, concern and care, but she was also very faithful, prayerful. You could tell that everything she was was a result of how close she was with Jesus. And as somebody who didn't know um, what it meant to be a Christian, a Catholic, uh, a disciple of Christ, 
she really gave me that example of who I wanted to be and was a huge inspiration to me. And thank you for sharing that. That's that's important uh, for all of us as Catholics, right, to know what sorts of things helped, helped you as a convert, right, make that mm-hmm. final jump, right? Because um, obviously you're interested in the church, but it obviously takes, uh, you know, one person, several people who you can tell are faithful and committed to their faith, willing to answer questions, willing to just be kind and open and, and all those sorts of things that really help make that make that final jump, right, uh, make sense. Mm-hmm. Makes a huge, huge impact on people. Absolutely. Uh, well, we're, we're coming up to the end of our time together, but uh, before we uh, head into the preview, Todd, uh, if people want to find out more about RCIA, uh, where do they turn? Where, how do they find out? Um, probably the best place is, is just to, to check in with your parish. You know, if you can stop by, if you can give a call, then that's your, your primary entry point. Um, sometimes you can go online for the parish and learn about their RCIA ministry. You can go to a diocesan website and, and connect that way. Um, but the uh, best thing is just uh, find somebody connected with the parish and have them um, get you uh, connected with the pastor and the RCIA process in your parish, and, uh, and hopefully the process begins there and, and bears fruit from there. Absolutely. And uh, one thing that uh, I didn't know until just a few years ago is that anyone can be in RCIA classes, right? That's true. Uh, Sometimes there are Catholics who say, boy, it'd be really nice if I could learn about my faith in a deeper way, and they they join the group. And and, uh, so sometimes you'll have a mix of people who are unbaptized, people who are baptized, uh, coming into the Church, and people who are already in the pews and, and fully initiated. But typically, you know, it's, uh, it's the unbaptized and, and the baptized from other faiths. But oftentimes the parish will welcome others who may be interested as well. I think that sense of community that Camille spoke of is, is really important in RCIA, this sense that we are a part of the body of Christ mm-hmm. together and in relationship with each other. That's just really a beautiful part of it. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning, uh, Todd and Camille, and uh, and sharing about RCIA or OCIA uh, on the uh, on the air with us this morning. Thank you, Nick. It's been great to be part of the conversation. Yes, thank you. And we'll shoot things up to fabulous Fargo, and Eli is going to give us a preview of tomorrow's show. Hey, thanks, Nick. Great show today. Got another good one coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That's hosted by Chris Euler and Teresa Curley, coming to you live from Ron Colley High School in Aberdeen, South Dakota. They'll visit with some Lumen Christi missionaries, talking about life at Ron Colley High School. Then Chris Motes from the South Dakota Catholic Conference will talk about new pro-life legislation in our area. Plus, Emma Murtha will tell us about an exercise program that merges body and soul. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Tuesday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Send it back down to you in Rockin' Rochester. Rock and roll Rochester. I love it. Um, thanks for tuning in this morning. Uh, a lot of great conversations we had this morning, uh, learning about Catholic schools in the Diocese of Crookston, the Diocese of Fargo, 
and about um, Catholic charities here in southern Minnesota, as well as the RCIA program here in uh, southern Minnesota, as well as, you know, throughout the church, because uh, a lot of that is the same in other dioceses as well. So a lot of exciting conversations. Uh, before we uh, finish our time together today, since I am broadcasting from St. James Coffee, I thought I would put a plug out there for the Brouhaha, which is the annual fundraiser uh, dinner for St. James Coffee. It'll be on Friday, February 25th at the Rochester International Event Center, which is where we had the uh, the banquet for Real Presence Radio this year. A uh, lot of fun stuff going on that evening, music, silent live auctions. If you'd like more information, that can be found at stjamescoffee.com or here, obviously, in the coffee shop. God bless. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in this morning. God love you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.